Hello, hello. Welcome to the Eddie Conversation Podcast. My name is Eddie V. Hill and I am your host. This is episode number 81. And joining me today is Bo Nelson. Howdy. Thanks for coming on, Bo. It's been a long time coming. I do want to get... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I do want to give a quick intro before I let you say anything. Okay. Um, Bo is the uh, director of short films such as Strangers in Focus and Hide and Seek. He is a the uh, lead actor in my short web series, This Didn't Happen. And also plenty of other things that I think I was going to say, but I have now forgotten. So I've got stuff here. But on top of that, what else should we add to the list? I know actor, director, writer. What are we missing here, Bo? Uh, musician, perhaps? Yes. Um, I went to, well, I've been playing keyboard anyways since I was about six. Um, by ear, anyways. Um. And then I had like my first real lessons for piano in uh, college. Um, I went to college for um, music performance and music theater, and also theater later. But <laughs> um, yeah, music Great. for uh, trumpet, piano, and voice. Okay, I remember as you were saying that, I remember the other thing I was going to mention, co-writer of a feature film, Chama Days. Okay, all right, so musician as well. Um, Can we also throw in um, singer? Can we say singer? Yeah. You have the ability to sing? Yeah, I I had voice lessons. And you're pretty good. I'd say so. Great. I'm the best singer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we'd say you're the best singer, right? Is that okay? Let's see where to start here. Um, <clears throat> so I guess, you know, always trying to think about whether or not we start with the more recent stuff or we start with kind of more bow origins. Um, trying to... Where, where, what, what is, uh, what sounds more interesting uh, to you? We can do recent, I suppose. Okay. I like the like the origin prequel sort of. Tactic. You like starting and then going back. Yeah. It's like, how did we get uh, here? I'm not a big fan of prequels. Okay. But let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, our context has been primarily in the uh, in the film space. I know uh, we have done other things together as well, but we met through f- some film networking uh stuff yeah back in i don't know we don't have to that was a whole <laughs> that was a whole thing it's you know this is i don't know what to say about that i don't know there's not much to say <laughs> not much to say so we met networking film a couple a few years ago now yeah and i guess here's what i it would be good to clarify up front is for the people at home, of course, I I I know I know you. Uh, I would say you know I'm pretty all right. But for people at home that do not know you, what I guess let's say, like what is the what is the what is the dream here? Um, um, between all the stuff that we mentioned, what's the what are that can get me going on that aspect? Uh, writer director would be pretty sweet. I think. Great. 
So let's talk about your writing directing experiences then, because I know you have uh, another one cooking, but we're not gonna we're not gonna jump into that. That let's talk about the first two, and I'm very curious to hear maybe your takeaways from those experiences. What uh, what you recall from those? Because I I don't think we've really had the deep dive on those shoots. I mm. know. So feature, sorry, short film number one, hide and seek. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was it was sort of written on the fly, um, because we had a, um, we had like a we had a different script that we were preparing for, um, but we had like a an effect that we that we couldn't shoot because we had like a it was it was very location specific, and. Um, we couldn't use the location, so we had to. We had to. We were, but we were still ready to to shoot something. So I, I just kind of pooped out a script, and then we we shot it. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do recall. Okay. Yes. Uh huh. So the the idea as as you, I'll just regurgitate it back. Yes, there was there was a plan of attack. I was I was attached to this as well. I believe mm-hmm. is like your first. No, no, Amir was first AD, right? Yeah. I don't even. I was gonna do sound for you. I think mm-hmm. it was was that the plan from the beginning? I forget now. I don't um, even know what was happening. I sort of brought you on as a advice giver slash um slash sound slash sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I do recall that. Yeah, the the whole the whole. So I guess my perspective on it was location fell through and the decision had to be made mm. it's like what do we do 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 we just can the whole thing or do we push do we try to find a different location and i think my advice was keep the date and shoot something else mm-hmm. and that's that's so you had to barf yeah. out a script okay yeah. so with that being said i don't know um <laughs> how how was that um and and, it was, and get the mic closer up to oh, it. Sorry. It was a, uh, um, I would say it was fairly experimental, uh, especially. I mean, because because with that, uh, it was. It, I would I would yeah. It's my first. It was my first short. So, um, first time really directing. Um, yeah, it was just a. Uh, very experimental. I wanted to experiment with different um, different ways of doing different ways of shooting stuff. Different sort of techniques. I don't know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> little little distraction here by uh, Luna Luna the cat. Yeah. If you're watching the video version. Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah. I just I'd call it unorthodox from from what i gather okay because i know i know that you're a big i know you're big on like your storyboarding and your your Mm -hmm. pre-production planning and and all of that so i do recall on the day sticking specifically to your storyboards and Mm -hmm. kind of observing you watching you do your thing i don't think i did much i don't really recall doing much advising on this but uh i was there yeah i had a little cameo Mm mm-hmm Okay, so you did that one, and um, I guess, I don't know, for some reason I'm wanting... Okay, I'll come to the thing. All right, so moving into 
short number two. Oh, with uh, with oh, short okay. number one, also, uh, yeah. it was my first time um, composing for it, and um, yeah, because I, uh, I had a cameo in it as well, so it was the first time, like, yeah, like, I, I cameoed in it, I wrote it, directed it, edited it, composed for it. Um, was there... I think that's it that's a lot of things yeah yeah so it was um yeah just wanted to clarify because you wanted the well so the uh, the idea there was you're you're just i'm assuming is is that just you trying to pull yeah. as much from the experience as possible yeah I'm trying to feel out the roles so like if i if i ask somebody to do something like that in the future i've i've some sort of inkling of an idea of what they're I'm asking them to do. Sounds great. That's great stuff. I guess. Uh, okay. Um, feature. Sorry, I keep saying feature. <laughs> Short film number two. Mini feature. Mini feature number two. How did remind me how this one came to be? Because I, I, from my perspective, again, I, I played a, a part in this one too that was mm-hmm. that was a whole thing which i can ask more specifically about in a mm-hmm. bit but um what was the idea heading into this one now that you kind of had that uh, that that first that first uh taste if you will um well with uh strangers in focus i uh i wanted to focus a bit more on um i guess the like, cause the the first one was a bit like a generalized thing, just dipping the toe in, and then strangers with focus. I wanted to focus a bit more on um, the filming side of it. So, uh, I guess I guess my way of going into that was um, to sort of write the characters for the actors, so I wouldn't have to worry so much about directing as well. Because it's yeah, if it's uh, if like you're already sort of have an idea of what the what the part is, or if you don't have to, the actors don't have to do a whole lot of heavy lifting, um, so I don't have to direct them so much. But yeah, so I so I uh, so I wrote the the part of the photographer because I'm not sure how to explain what the what the short is, but there's a photographer in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. I wrote I wrote you for the part, like, like I wrote the part for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't write you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, the photographer has like a sort of quietness and um eddiness to the, <laughs> uh-huh. to the yeah, character. The, the eddy qualities were yeah were uh huh right. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, yeah, I wrote, I wrote the, yeah, the yeah, characters. Because it was a decent actors. sized cast, though, too. Was, you like to write big cast stuff. Like, mm-hmm. this wasn't, like, a big cast, per se, but for a short, me as a photographer, and then I'm taking photos of, uh, there's a, one sequence where I'm taking a photo of a, of a gentleman and his, and his, and his son, and his son, air quotes, <laughs> And then, uh, then a, a trio, a 
mother, a young mother and father with their baby. Mm -hmm. So that's one, two, three, four, five. That's five cast. Mm -hmm. The son was not human. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It was a prop. Um, Prop son. Yeah. (laughs) So the the same goes for all the cast. Like you cast the couple. You like you knew who the couple was. Mm -hmm. You knew the guy's personality. Just leaning into who. Right. I don't know if this was. I'm assuming it's not their true dynamic. I don't know. <laughs> but you knew who the people were and what right. they're capable of doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I like to write for that stuff too. Mm. Yeah. They they fit it well. So. They were they were the best part, and Maddie. <laughs> as being the baby. Ca- being cast as the baby. So. That was that's fun. A, that's a whole thing. So watch that. You can find those on YouTube. Um. Okay. All right. Just to jump straight into, um, okay, I'm debating whether, no, we don't have to, okay. (laughs) Not taking into account the actual project that you're trying to get off the ground, but things that you're trying to explore yourself in the director, writer space. What are, what are you most excited about, um, testing next? Like, um, Next, I kind of want to focus on the actors a bit more, uh, directing the actors. Um, so this next one, I'm wanting to put a lot of thought into how it's going to be filmed, so I don't have to focus so much on that. Um, yeah. What kind of what kind of prep work do you like in terms of research? As a like, where do you pull your um, ideas on the directing from because i know like you have the theater background mm-hmm. which in which you've been directed like you've acted uh, you have never directed theater right or no okay so you've you've received direction mm-hmm. but where well where are you pulling i don't know do where do you how, how do you study up on um, the craft like what's your do you well uh yeah being directed you you pick up stuff um I watch a lot of YouTube. Um, Studio Binder is a good, good channel. Um, uh-huh, they have, they have a lot things, of yeah. They have a lot of fun, fun tips. Um, yeah, just uh, I've read I've read books, sort of just based on filmmaking and writing, and I just sort of just pull things here and there and trial and error. Yeah, early days. Short three. Copy, yeah. Copy, okay, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, quick little easy question here to segue us into your past. Okay. Uh, for those watching the video version, uh, Bo is currently wearing glasses, and I just kind of wanted to ask about your glasses for people that are that have been wondering this the whole time. Is one one eye piece is a circle and one eye piece is a square. Why? <laughs> uh, I saw them online, and I liked them. Uh, I got a I got a few opinions, and then I got them. What were the opinions that you received? Um, they were supportive. They were supportive mostly. Yeah, but what do they say? They're like, yeah, Bo, this is for you. I could imagine yeah. people being more open to, like, what's the... Well, I wasn't, I wasn't like, 100% on them at first. Um, 
but then like I got this I got the support I needed to I got the courage to to just get them. <laughs> yeah. I like them. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's it's a it's funny like sometimes I forget I I have these strange shaped glasses and uh not everybody notices them or not or at least not everybody like says something about it, but it's it's fun when it's fun when somebody like I you see somebody's face cuz they're not like super obviously shaped different like you have to it's if you're paying attention you'll notice yeah um but it's it's funny seeing somebody that is attentive to that sort of thing because they're like "Mm." (laughs) yeah and that's what it's all about right oh yeah (laughs) making people because i mean the way that it i mean i think i don't know if you've thought about this it's probably been a thing but i always kind of imagine that the the added, like the little, the little like tape in the middle, would would be helpful too. <laughs> where it, it would look like you've literally got two pairs of glasses right. that you've st- stitched together. A lot of people ask that, like, did you make those? I'm yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> nope. Nope. I bought these online. And this is actually my second pair. The the first pair I lost in the ocean. Yep. The classic back to the ocean. Yep. Uh, Never, never turn your back to the ocean. Uh, chestnut. That's your the old chestnut. The old chestnut. Okay, so Bo, let's just let's just dive into your past if we can. Okay. Can we talk about again? I don't know if if directing and filmmaking has always been the dream. Nope. Or okay. <laughs> um. In high school, I was sort of the the class clown. Um, small school, small town. Um, but I kept here. I kept getting like support for like you should you should be on TV or you should be a you should be a TV person. I don't know. You'd be hilarious. People love yeah, yeah. to go to SNL. I don't know what people say. Yeah, it was it was SNL. So. I, I like sort of loosely had that SNL dream. Um, um, so like I, I, I don't know how I thought I was gonna get there, but like a, by by going to college for music. But um, there's there's ways of doing it. But I didn't I didn't work them out like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the college I went to is a uh, Northern Oklahoma College. It was a it was a junior college. They had um, they had this program called the Roustabouts, which is like a world traveling song and dance troupe um, that like goes back to the way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I joined like the or I auditioned for the band there, and I got in. Um, so I yeah played trumpet through that. Um, we played on a cruise ship. That was fun. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, I just I sort of had that. Uh, well, because like a junior college, you go for two years and then you're usually done. But the uh, the roustabouts thing gives a scholarship for three years um, because roustabouts takes up a good chunk of time. Um, it's very extracurricular. Um, so. I did like the first two years just just as a music 
performance major. And then my third year, um, like in, as I was enrolling for my third year, I was told uh, you only need like a couple more credits to, to also get the, the music theater degree. Um, so I was like, okay, sign me up. So I, <laughs> I did, uh, not sure the significance, but I, I remember I never had less than 18 credit hours per semester. So like my, like I was already doing a lot. And then like in my last, my last year, I remember I got up to like 20, 21 or 23 credit hours or something. So like, because I was doing voice lessons, trumpet lessons, piano lessons, piano class, um, various bands, band classes, along with uh, a couple of the, the gen eds and roustabouts. So it was, it was so, busy. so do you, so do you, would you describe yourself as a person that, that enjoys school? Um, like they, like, cause to me, when I went to college, it took me five years to get through my four year program. And I was doing like, kind of like that. I'll call it the average 12 to 14, maybe at best. Cause it, they were so taxing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like 18, 21, 23. That's, that's a full load. Yeah. Yeah. Was it how was it torture or was it um, a dream? Parts of like I, overall, I'd say I enjoyed my time there. Um, like some of the some of the gen eds, like like I'm not a fan of like learning things that I'm not particularly interested in from teachers or professors that I'm not partic- I don't particularly click with or I don't know. There was there was there were some that didn't really care. There were some that cared a bit too much, I thought. Um, so the combo of either they don't care and you don't care, it's a bad combo. Yeah. And then you don't care and then they care too much. <laughs> and that's a different kind well, of pain. I remember like like uh, one was like history and like, I don't know. He Every test was based on the notes and nothing was in the textbook that we had to get. So it's like, I don't know, it's, go off the textbook. <laughs> we have sure. to pay for the textbook. <laughs> if you're going to make us buy it, <laughs> use it, I guess. That's, yeah. a, that's a, not a bad, that's not a bad thought. Because there, there was, I couldn't, because I, I remember skimming, I, like I would skim through the book and there was like nothing he talked about. I don't know. Okay. But, but otherwise. I, didn't, I wasn't a fan of the gen eds for the most part. Um, Actually, like my, my. The, the English teacher I got in uh, in college was actually probably the first first time I enjoyed English class um, but like the rest of the time it was it was a, it was a lot of uh, classes that I that I enjoyed like music theory and ear training and sight singing and like the the piano class I enjoyed and um, the choir and uh, madrigal madrigal chamber choir and um a lot of that was i enjoyed it okay great and then of course like i I lived on campus with and made friends and that was always a blast you could say nice (laughs) sounds lovely all that is to say so you ended up getting both the degrees Mm -hmm. 
Remind me what they were. Music uh, something. Yeah, music performance and music theater. And gotcha. then I went to a, a university um, for theater uh, with a minor in music because I had so many credits for it. I, it was going to be... I only needed to take like one music class. Um, it was music history, which I failed miserably um, because the professor... He was he was one that I would say cared way too much. Um, his tests were like brutal. I th- I thought anyways, like even with like my my music background, like I I had a, I had a hard time with it. But um, yeah, like uh, sort of like I I hmm, I didn't really have to try very hard with with a lot of the other stuff. Um, so I. I didn't know I had to try that hard for the <laughs> for for other things. So like I, interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's how I got through school too. Mm-hmm. It yeah, like <clears throat> in, like through let's say elementary school, middle school, high school. I didn't have to try at all to get through my classes and yeah. pass and get A's and whatnot. And then when I got to college, and I'm taking well, because I went to school for engineering, so mm-hmm. it was like thermo thermodynamics and ventilation and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. and you actually have to like do studying and i didn't know how to do it so it was was a little bit a little different yeah i remember high school i didn't really try at all um (laughs) i just (laughs) i knew that i knew a lot of the teachers didn't care um um well like like especially in like the math department like we they, they had such a high turnover rate of math teachers like every year there was a different math teacher um, and I remember like our school was like failing pretty miserably and on the verge of not being a school anymore for a bit. I remember hearing, um, remind me again, where did we, did you clarify? Okay. You, you didn't say where high school, where your high school was. Uh, no, it was a uh, small town, Oklahoma. Um, Pawnee is the, right. Yeah. I was in, I was in Pawnee from fifth grade through graduation of high school and then to clarify for the people at home this pawnee is the same pawnee that's referenced that's shown in uh parks and rec nope. different pawnee yeah uh the pawnee and parks and rec is in um is that e- dc I- area where i have no idea is it ohio or something i don't know pawnee okay I- same name uh, not yeah. the same place okay gotcha all right so you didn't try it yeah uh-huh but yeah um not trying kind of skimmed me by not failing um like if i was ever in the verge of failing i would try a little bit and then i wouldn't fail and then <laughs> on to next year <laughs> good stuff good good tips for the kids out there listening yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right okay all right so university you got the music you got the the you leveled up on the music side oh you, you failed the class but um so yeah i i was only there f- i was at the university for one semester because um, i i had federal aid help um for the first semester but it didn't it didn't cover everything and um usually that's not like it it wasn't an issue before uh, this this new person came on to the university financial board or whatever, and then I guess I guess they made it where 
your federal aid had to cover everything or everything had to be paid off before you could enroll for the next semester. Um, so like they changed that, that rule as I was trying to enroll and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not, uh, I guess I'm done here. <laughs> yeah. Priced out. Yeah. Okay. Well, but it was a, it was a cool semester. It was a nice semester. <laughs> Lovely semester. The theater classes were fun. <laughs> okay. So I'm all, I'm still trying to get back a little bit to some or some bow origins here. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned at the beginning of all of that, that people were telling you that, Hey, you're a funny guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should look into this. But prior to all of that, what was your, what well, did you have a plan before? Cause this was, this is being fed to you by other people observing mm-hmm. you. What did you feel inside prior to that? Um, honestly, it's hard to say. Um, yeah, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really have a sort of plan for much really, um, until, until college. Yeah. Okay. I knew, I knew I wanted to do something, but I didn't, (laughs) yeah, I didn't, I didn't quite know what it was. Okay, so the thought was what, like, as you're going, because I know classically, like in the movies and all that stuff, it's kind of, those conversations come up towards the end of high school. It's like, all right, so where are you headed to next? Mm. Where are you applying? What are you trying to do? You went into, you went on, you, like you said, you didn't really know what, you didn't seem to have a plan, but you went and pursued the music side. You did some mm. cool music stuff. Right, because I, I did band all through middle school and high school, playing the trumpet. Um, so I, I, I figured I could do something with music. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, if, if it wasn't, if, if those ideas weren't sort of like thrust upon me, I don't know if I would have done anything with them. Yeah. Do you still have a trumpet? Mm-hmm. You do? Mm-hmm. Why don't you play that in a short? I've actually, uh, I started, uh, like, cause I, I pick it up every once in a while and I'll practice, um, uh, last couple of weeks or so I've been really practicing more because uh, I, I work, I work night shifts. So um, I have a mute, but I can, that I can, uh, I can put in the trumpet and play it as, as loud as my heart desires. And it's not loud out. How does that work? <laughs> it has, it's a, it's called a silent brass mute. Um, it's just like something you shove in the bell and it has like a, a little microphone inside and, um, you just like plug in earphones or headphones. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. That's weird. That's cool. They have them for other instruments too. Which is, it's like, I've, I saw one for a tuba. It's is like it big. Yeah, it's a ginormous. It's a giant, giant plug there. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know. Should we? Okay. So. Should we? Should we ask? <laughs> So for, okay, maybe, maybe the next question before I jump into some more random topics would be, we're currently in Los Angeles, California. Yes. You went to college again, where? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. So you're Oklahoma this whole time. Uh, before Oklahoma, I was in Minnesota. 
Okay, right. Jeez, we had to keep it together. <laughs> states, all these states. I'm not good at states, but Midwest especially. Yeah. <laughs> so how do we get to Los Angeles is the question everybody wants to know. Um. Uh, okay. Well, okay, back to NOC days um, when SNL was the goal. Um, I, I, I had like this sort of half-baked plan to um, go to the second city. Uh, with, um, it's like an improv training school sort of thing. Um, and they have one in New York, they have one in Chicago, and they have one in Los Angeles. Or at least they had, they had those three at the time. I don't, I don't know if they're still... I think the one here closed, actually, uh, from COVID. Um, no way. I think so. I, last I, I was, I can't remember. One of them closed. Okay. I think. Uh, maybe. But I wanted to join the second city and then somehow maybe get picked up for SNL <laughs> or something like that. That was. I just knew. I just knew the next step was try to get into the second city. Um, yeah, you got to start somewhere, right? Right. So I had that idea brewing um, as I went to the university after NOC. Um, and I got cast in, uh, the Shakespeare show, As You Like It, and I met my now fiancé, Madison McAllister. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Um, but I met her at the, um, like, when everybody got cast for it, um, the director had everybody do this like camping thing it's like a sort of bonding experience for everybody um so i met her there um and yeah uh we got to talking eventually uh she said she wanted to pursue acting and she wanted to move to los angeles at some point and i was like it's like there's a second city in los angeles so i could i could tag along i don't know uh just throwing out ideas <laughs> uh so yeah we, we got together um yeah and then we moved to los angeles fairly 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 shortly i'd say after after that Cause you got here around the same time i got here from my memory i got here end of 2018 or i think i was here before you yeah uh, yeah 2017 okay I think. Whoa. End of 2017. Ooh, a year ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, here we are. Here we are now. And I don't know. I don't have a smooth transition for this, but okay. That gets us, that gets a timeline to LA times, but maybe, okay. Speaking of <laughs> recent changes from getting to, this is, I don't know. This is a, blah, 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 just, Okay. Let's talk about veganism. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you moved here as a meat eater. Yep. You transitioned to vegetarian mm -hmm. and then oh, to vegan uh, or straight to, to vegan? Uh, pescatarian for a month or so. And then vegetarian for a couple months or so. And then I've been vegan for... It's been, I think it's been a year, two years, a year. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. It feels like it's been a bit. I think two years now. 
as a how okay i guess just curiosities on i know people are, are watching and always curious about uh diets <laughs> did um what's your i know you I, re- I remember jokes of like you would on facebook specifically you would share one of your posts from like years ago mm. like past Bo was making fun of people who were vegan mm-hmm. and then you're like oh this didn't age well yeah. or something because <laughs> now you're the guy that your past self was making yeah. fun of um so the question is question number one classic question <clears throat> why question number two is this a forever thing or do you see see a mashup at some like how uh, gauging the principles and the 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 choice here um so why uh short answer is for the animals um yeah i saw one of the one of my go-to youtubers at the time um he was like a another topic we might delve into uh he's like a atheist youtuber um, he was talking about, um, cause like he was a meat eater and he was talking about, like he, he came up with a video, I think it's called meat eat, the meat eaters case for veganism. Um, and he, it was sort of him exploring like the points that could be made for, for veganism. And like he, he couldn't, as a meat eater, he couldn't defend them or he couldn't, he could, he didn't really have counterpoints. So like he was, he was sort of, uh, laying those out. And I was I was taking them in and I was listening to them and I was like, huh, because I, I, I like to think about things and I I couldn't I couldn't really yeah and you're you a know. fan of logic as well mm-hmm. yeah uh, so I couldn't wrap my brain around any sort of arguments against it so it was it was, it was brewing in my mind for a bit um, uh, I think I think I went vegan around the same time that YouTuber did maybe maybe a little after. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was brewing in my mind a bit. Um, of course there's like, there's plenty of brutal footage out there of the treatment of animals and yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's sort of, it's a, it's an ethical thing for me. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to support it, essentially. Yes, that that sounds like okay. That's a that's a lifelong commitment there. Copy, copy. All right, and um, what well, what's I know that you've been at it for a while, and this is that's a lifestyle now. So how do you recall how the transition was? Like you kind of took it slow, mm-hmm. but uh, kind of worked your way into it. You didn't just do a hard stop right. from one to the other. So. Uh, it's it's all it's all has a coalesced into everything is normal and there's no mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah i hardly i hardly think about it now um just like I, like because it's weird like when you when you make like a grocery list you do like eggs milk cheese those things um so like when i, when I was making like the the grocery lists towards the beginning it was like um almond milk uh vegan eggs vegan cheese or whatever it's like now i just put milk egg and cheese and i just oh. i just think of them as i think of the Ooh. the vegan alternatives as as milk egg and cheese 
I see, I see. Though I don't drink much. I didn't really drink much milk as it was anyways, but... Yeah. It's nice with some cookies or something. There you go. I like cookies. And there's a lot of bad vegan cheese out there. Um, so yeah. be careful. Do you have a recommendation for a good vegan cheese uh, out there? Of course, it depends on the sort of cheese you're looking for. Um, a sort of a go-to we do for uh, shredded cheese is was actually the first one we tried before. It was uh, I think the brand is Daya. It used to, like because we that was the first time we tried it back like when we started when we started going vegan and it was terrible it was like we tried we tried making nachos with it it was like it was rubber it was plastic it was awful it was terrible but uh so like we we tried like every brand basically and then uh i think it was maybe months ago i don't oh, so at some point dia changed their recipe and it is much better now. So we we use we use Daya now make it with the new and improved. So wait, how does that? So they they made a you how? Did, I'm just thinking if they failed you once before, how did you have the guts to go back and be like, let's try that uh, again? Because we we never really settled on one that we really liked. Um, so we were we were still trying. We were, like we've been trying that we still try them. Like if we see a new a new brand we haven't seen. Uh, We'll we'll try it and see if it's see if it's any good. Yeah. Um. But the yeah, it said it said new and improved recipe on it, and like they changed their packaging a bit. So we're like, all right, we'll give it we'll give it another shot. We'll try it, and then yeah, we've liked that one. Um. For uh, if you if you like blue cheese, there's one called Rind. Um. That one tastes just like blue cheese, and it feels just like blue cheese. Uh, I wasn't really a fan of blue cheese before, um, uh, at least like, um, I started liking blue cheese maybe, maybe a year or so before I went vegan. So like I, yeah, I started eating it then. So then when I went vegan, I was like, oh man, I, I want some blue cheese. So they, they had this, yeah, we went to a crossroads. It's a, like an upscale vegan restaurant on Melrose, I think, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they had they had like a a charcuterie board, and it had that uh, that rind blue cheese on it. And we we asked the 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 server, and it was like, yeah, it's rind. So we went out and got some. Uh, for mozzarella, for like pizza cheese, there's like this liquid mozzarella Miyoko's. Yeah, I think Miyoko's is the brand. Um, yeah, I've made pizza a bunch of times with that. It like it bubbles up and it. That's a nice one. Nice. What does blue cheese go with? Uh, it's good with fruit, um, uh-huh. crackers. Um, How do you eat it with fruit? Like with, uh, you could do it with grapes or raisins. You could do it. So kind of like you're talking like charcuterie board yeah. almost style. Okay, yeah. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. All right, I guess I, I don't know my cheeses, so apologies, apologies. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, that's veganism, everybody. <laughs> next here's what i got here's what i kind of want to jump in here um let me just okay we'll start a little bit general as uh as you may know if you're a fan of the show i like to look at people's instagrams you don't have much on there to uh, look at so (laughs) you do have something on your facebook though okay 
I don't know if you recall. I don't know when you put this, but like you kind of have your. Some, I don't know how Facebook works, but your your self descriptor of some kind at the top of your page says limited by language, and then it's followed with a uh, like one of those little sprouty green plant mm -hmm. emojis. Limited by language. I'm just curious as to what that means, what you think of it, and why it's why it's there. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Limited by language. Um. I I discovered. I sort of think. Um. Like in my inner. I don't really have a, a sort of. I can have an inner monologue, but it's it's my my inner thoughts are sort of abstract and oftentimes difficult to put into words um so uh yeah that's that's me limited by language so it's, it's a description <laughs> <laughs> gotcha so it's more of a it's, i wasn't quite sure if it was yeah which you answered the question i wasn't quite sure if it was referencing you specifically mm -hmm. or if it was the interactions we were having here on this platform uh, or like that, you know, that, that larger yeah, thing uh, that we're all limited by language. Potentially, yeah. We, we, we definitely are. Uh, Cause I, I'm sure I'm not alone in, I, I, I could I say know, with my, my inner thoughts come out very similar. No, but I'm, <laughs> yeah, my vocabulary. Yeah. Uh -huh. I think, um, yeah, the, uh, at least, yeah. Um, I've, yeah language isn't perfect it's it's a tool um so i'm i'm always looking for new words sort of um because yeah um was the uh you read 1984 eh uh per your recommendation i yeah. sure did and i yeah. loved it slash um, is terrifying right um but George Orwell was uh, was big about um, probably butchering his views, but uh, he was he was big on like word usage and like the the purpose of language. Um, and in in 1984, uh, the powers that be sort of limited. Um, the the speak of the of folks. Um, so like there was just like one word for like descriptors, like, and, um, with that, like not, I don't think it covers it in the book, but, um, like lang uh, the language you speak and think in has, has an effect on how you, how you perceive things. Um, like, um. Uh, for example, with color, there's like that, uh, there's, there's a tribe of people somewhere and I think it's you know, South America or Africa. Um, but they, they don't have, um, an, like a word for a certain color. Um, but they have like a lot of words for like varying shades of, we'll, we'll say blue. They have like, they have like a, a specific word for like a light blue and a specific word for like a medium blue and like a darker blue. So, and they, and I don't know, I'll just say they don't have a word for red. And, um, when they were like tested on like, uh, 
sort of like given like color swatches, uh, they could more easily see the difference between really similar shades of blue that say typical Americans wouldn't be able to to tell the difference between. They could really see a difference between them, but they couldn't really see a difference between like a some other color in red, like like a, a very obvious difference to us. Um and that's just like built into their their language. Yeah. 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 Um so yeah, I think I think we're all limited by language a bit. Um Yeah. I remember I reached out um I'll just keep rambling. Go for um, it. Go for it. We're loving it. I reached out on um like multiple etymology groups on Facebook, <laughs> like the the study of words and language. Um mm-hmm. and like I just sort of like joined in <laughs> a bunch of random etymology groups and asked on a, like a, a post in the group if uh there's anybody that'd be willing to um sort of make new words because i have uh in my phone notes like a lot of definitions of words that don't exist yet that i know of um mm. at least in english mm. um there there's been a couple bites but not not much and nothing consistent uh, i found one person who lived in i think she lived in ireland or something um but she gave me a couple of new words and that was fun nice do you have an example for us by chance i would love sure. to hear one of these because it sounds like something you know from a writer's perspective we hear about movies or books that introduced new terminologies and new words that kind of helped define things that were previously well, uh like another thing, like the reason I reached out on like the etymology thing is because I I wanted the words to make sense, mm. in in a way that words make sense. Like I didn't just want to a floop de floop is the yeah, 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 yeah. is the, yeah. the the thing of the yeah um can you yeah can, yeah the definition and then maybe okay this is one that has a word that you've assigned to it now right okay um, this is cool so this was the the sort of and and uh they're they're all sort of I don't know, niche. They're they're not they're probably not things that um are gonna be particularly useful in everyday conversation, but uh I, I sort of wanted to like along the line of the uh language shapes how you think of things and when you give something a name it's easier to think about it. Um it's easier to conceptualize it um yeah right to recognize the feeling right or, yeah right 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 uh it becomes a thing um so this was one well yeah cause I, all right so i guess just to clarify definition first yeah definition and then maybe i'll theorize no, um, i'm not gonna theorize i don't know i'll try my best this is uh somewhat abstract um so I wanted a word for uh, peoples, comma who aren't weren't very close to you. Oh, okay. People's views of you and and like the people like people who aren't very close to you or like know you very well. Those people's views of you or memories of you that, if taken without a better understanding of you or more context, that 
say, closer friends or, or family would have. Um, uh, those people's views of you or memories of you that uh, make you out to be a completely different person than you think of yourself and maybe what your inner circle thinks of you. Um, so like I had an example of like, if someone thinks you're an X type of person based on their memory of you doing Y, uh, their memory would be this new word of you. Um, like, oh, that's just a, whatever this word is. That's not how I am. That's, that's not what I like. That's not what I do. Okay. So it's a little bit of a, a label on that particular like first impression almost right like that it's you're yeah. just getting a sliver and it's not right. representative right 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 okay uh the word the uh i believe this was from yeah it's from that that lady that was in ireland uh she called it she had like a couple options um and i liked this one the most it was a a memodalius let me see it uh M- memodalius yeah. M-E-M-O-D-A-L-I-U-S. Memodalius. She, uh, she broke it down, like, in why why it makes sense. Um, I'd, I'd have to search through the messages to find it, but yeah. but it makes sense etymologically. Etymo- no, I buy it. I, tr- <laughs> I trust. I don't know yeah. this person. Yeah. But if you, if you trust it, I trust it. Um, that's cool. That's, to me, it almost seems like you would name, like, that's almost bring it back to film it's like that's the name of the short film mm-hmm. and then through the watching of the thing people get a good example of this phenomenon mm-hmm. and then they take home the this new yeah. word because uh because like you meet people all the time and like you got to think like how many acquaintances do you know and like you you only you can only base your your idea of them on one or two little interactions or things you've seen them do and you might have an idea of them, and that's like that's not who they are at all, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's Interesting. just a that's just a memodalius. 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 <laughs> I don't remember how she <laughs> said to pronounce it. Pronunciation <laughs> is still up for debate. <laughs> well, she had a way. Of pr- she, she wrote out how to pronounce it, but yeah, you didn't put it with the word. Okay, all right. Maybe. Well, that's fine. Let's stick. Well, you you yeah. want the, you want the dictionary thing next to it? The... Yeah. yeah right, I should have well, put that there. But nice. Can we hear one more? Do you have one more? Uh, for some reason, I don't have the, or maybe at least a wor- one of the, a, one of the examples a, a of definition a yeah. of something. Um, hmm. I'm watching the scrolling from a distance I have, here. I have many. I see a lot. Uh, but you, we want a good one. Bo is thinking. I like the narrating. <laughs> Bo is scrolling. Um, uh, this is like a short one. Uh, trying hard to win without worrying about losing. Uh, or maybe while losing. Sort of unfazed. Uh, like... Like a... Like a sort of like a zombie trying to get brains like they're not they're not thinking about how many limbs they're losing to to get there um i was thinking more football but or football yeah or or maybe maybe uh somebody mindlessly hitting max bet on a slot machine losing all their money 
trying to win, maybe. I don't know. Trying um, to win, but not worrying about losing. Or, like, like losing isn't... Or what they're losing. I don't know. I'm not sure how to... Okay. Yeah. But it was a thought at one point. Okay. Yeah. Great. I like it. I like that a lot. Or an action. Uh, here's here's one. Okay. Uh, this would be the last one. Uh, an action which the desired result can only be achieved by group effort, or if everyone else also performs the action. So, like, uh, this would be the sort of, um, um, like, if you're trying to get people to vote, this would be that whatever. Uh, this is only going to work if we all do it. Um, so just a word for that <laughs> i think because yeah and, can, and you don't go as far as like we don't know if this word is a verb or a noun it's no, it's probably an action right this is um, a, it's not like a thing like i guess or do you or you just well uh, i don't know i sort of think of it as an event like it's a we're gonna do a a flash mob. Sure. <laughs> flash mob. It doesn't work unless we're all doing it together. Sorry, right. I was just right. Uh, but yeah. 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 Great. Things that don't have words. Maybe slash. It might have a word. It might. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. I wanted to jump into some conversations that you have um, started and via, 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 like I've complimented you before on how you, you how you utilize Facebook mm-hmm. and you like to kind of like you throw out kind of some big topics at, at people and you're, I think the, the expectation like the, for you, you want to try to what's okay. Let me give an example here, and then we can see as to... Because I know you've told me before, I could use a reminder, but I'm I'm currently clicking on my phone and opening up this app. I'm going to find the photo. Okay. Like little thought exercises here. Let me... I'll go with an easy one. <laughs> uh, this is from June 2022. So here's your post. It's step one, create a progressively undereducated and more hostile environment in which to live. Step two, force and promote population growth. And step three, profit, question mark. And that that was the post. So can you talk to me about thought, like the intentionality and, and, and the ideal outcome of like, Cause I know you have a certain outlook on how you do things um, or maybe with this one specifically, if that's easier. Uh, it was, it was sort of a, hmm. so, hmm. um, yes, I, uh, <laughs> okay. Because okay, yeah. For me, when I when I look at it, I'm thinking, all right, because because I know you, I'm like, all right. The intention here 
is to have like you're a fan of conversation yes and you want to engage on like you, you want to be a promoter of positive conversation and like actual listening to each other mm-hmm. and let me hear your side okay here's <clears throat> what i think about it and it should be uh be civil um but for something like this too it's like commentary on potentially the you know the world that we're living in now and maybe people have different views on how the world works and stuff so is is he are you trying to pull um well you know or yeah usually that's the case uh with this post in particular it was sort of like my pessimistic views of of how things are going and it's just like like yeah like what was do you have a do you have it do you want to see it yes please okay yeah create step one create a progressively undereducated and more hostile environment in which to live so like i was just like seeing it feels to me like this is what's happening um it, it might it might not be on purpose but um yeah, yeah, yeah. A symptom we're, of something that's accidental. Because like edu- I feel like education, at least in America, is just plummeting, at least in public schools. Um, I know, like, in my experience of it, like, I feel like I could have been so much better off <laughs> if I was better educated. Um, so we got this... We're, and it's getting worse, it seems. Like, like uh, what, the, the thing in florida where like you don't even need a degree anymore to teach like you just have to be a spouse of somebody in the military and you can teach you can teach in public schools i think oklahoma is following suit because the the whole idea there right is they're they're desperate for teachers because they're not paying them so the teachers are going places where they can get paid and i mean that makes sense but it sucks for everybody (laughs) it sucks for the Sex for the students and like for the children for the children who are going to be the people of tomorrow so because children aren't people today uh, <laughs> it's just yeah it's yeah. just education's like a man it's like because it's not like it, we could we could have the perfect education system tomorrow and we're not going to really see the benefits of it for 15 years probably well, look, yeah. Why, why put money into something now that that we're not seeing instant? Uh, you know, we're, it feels like we're just throwing money away at that point. So right. I need, we need to see a turnaround immediately. Otherwise, there's no point. Right. Is the uh, is the thing that happens right? Is that right? Yeah. And it's working out great. Yeah, <laughs> lots of money is being funneled places. Um. So I was seeing that the progressively undereducated and more hostile environment uh people are getting like polarized and people are getting um people are shutting shutting off their like shutting off their uh listening and yeah just themselves altogether right yeah. and it's yeah it's super if, at least at least how i was feeling when i wrote it i was i was feeling like everything is super tribal right now and it's getting worse so that was step one. And then step two is force and promote population growth um, with um, um, yeah, like the, uh, what, what was I think I think like Elon Musk said something about like the we're on like 
we're gonna run out of people if we don't if we don't start having more kids and i'm like are you kidding me we have so many people as it is and it, it's the trend is up it's always been up what are you talking about um what are, what are we at like eight billion now i remember remember when i was a kid it was like six or something and then like i heard older people talking and like i remember when it was four and then <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're doubled <laughs> we're right. getting more people so like step one is is to make a worse place under under undereducated so we're not going to teach kids and then you want more kids to not teach so they can grow up and be more hostile as long as they know how to apply for a credit card and <laughs> they can spend money that's kind of that's kind of all we really need Oh boy. Keep the world going. <laughs> oh boy. So then I was yeah, I was I was seeing these two things and it's like these are these are two very bad things to have at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then, and then step 3 are we supposed to profit off of this? Is there is there a benefit to this? There must be for somebody. And I don't know. If there is for that person and they know it, I'm going to I'm gonna. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna make I'm gonna, another Facebook post about it. <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna. Um, interesting. Yes, I hear you. We hear you. Yeah, I like the I like the support. I like the I like being heard. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> That's what we're here to do. Now the question is. Okay, so with that post specifically, like you're saying, it's a little bit different, a little bit, a little bit kind of event post. Yeah. Um. So that was more just to put it out there and then see, you know, kind of, kind of get that percolating in other people's brains too. I was like, okay, yeah, maybe. Or was that was that when I, was that when around Roe v. Wade getting overturned? Uh, June. I don't recall when that happened. I feel like it was. That was typical men. Not even paying attention to the dates on this. I'm not good with dates, okay? Typical. Uh, <laughs> but maybe you think that had something to do with your post too, the the polarization aspect or the control. Because you didn't. Re- it doesn't really feel like it's addressing that. That's not what it feels like to me. Well, the the uh, the force and promote population growth. the hostile environment well like if oh, i don't know if if you oh yeah if you make if you make abortion illegal uh people are still going to be getting pregnant and it's harder to and yeah. now we're going to be having more babies yeah and i hate babies no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> moving on from that comment <laughs> um okay so that's more of a dump and uh, I didn't look at the comments on that one, but I was just curious. Okay. I want to switch to another thought experiment that you put before we... We have two avenues to go to. We'll stick towards a... Um, we'll stick on the money side here. It's almost on the similar theme. I don't know when you posted this one. And then we'll jump to um, a little bit more of a, a religious conversation. Um, but for starters, I'm going to read this here. Okay. I have this nice post. And I oh really, I really appreciate it. This thought exercise. Okay. And I guess I'd be curious to know the origins here and maybe more of your thoughts after I give maybe my thoughts. Okay. Scenario. You're making $12.50 an hour at a company where everyone else makes $11 an hour. So let's just do the math here. That's mm-hmm. $1.50 more an hour. Yeah. You're making more than everyone else. You make more because you work harder 
and you have more responsibilities than everyone else. The company bumps up their base pay to $14.50 an hour. Everyone now makes $14.50 an hour, but they don't give you more than $14.50 an hour. So you're making the same exact as everyone else, but you still have the same extra responsibilities you had before. Question number one, are you upset? Question number two, would you have rather had the pay stay the same as it did before when you made more than everyone else, even though you're making more now? Question number three, would you continue to work as hard? And question number four, would a pizza party make any difference? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then you kind of restate it a little bit here. Uh, would a higher base pay bump change anything? Say if base pay went from $11 to $20 or even $30. Would you feel the same way about being paid equal to everyone else with less responsibility and gumption? Or what if everyone got a big pay cut versus getting a slight pay cut? Say everyone else makes $7.25 and now you make $12.25. How many pizza parties <laughs> would keep you? <laughs> and then I cut it off there. It was too long. Okay, and then I went through the comments on this one. I didn't, I didn't sna screenshot these ones, but um, before we jump into maybe what people said or what responses you were happy with, uh, origins of, of this one, I don't know the date. Um, Did something happen? Not, no, not really. Um. I was just sort of thinking, like, about, um, like, how, how, how people place value on themselves. Um, uh, know your worth is what they say. Right, right. Know your worth. Um, know others' worth, too. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just, uh, I feel like I, f I don't know. I feel like deep down there there's people that are going to work harder anyways. Like there's people that bust ass for free and there's people that get paid a lot and don't do much. Um it's like hmm I don't remember where I was going with that. Um, it kind of reminds me of school a little bit, too, where some people can get by without studying at all. And right. Some people have to actually work at it, and the same the same work is getting done. Mm hmm Well, the well, I mean, if you if you're not putting that's in, backwards. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not putting like any study work in, like somebody's studied for hours, and then you guys get the same grade. Yeah. Somebody that's did that's more work for the same that's pay. Called intelligence. <laughs> Um, right. If, if the grade is the pay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was just trying to, I was putting it out there just, uh, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, I was working through it. Okay. So for me, cause I, I, I never commented on this. I don't really engage them. I let you have your fun. I don't, I don't mm -hmm. I'm like, I post and then Bo doesn't respond to the post usually. So I just feel like, all right, well, I don't. <laughs> Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Um, on this one, people got a little sidetracked. I don't know if it's the semantics of it or uh, people were 
kind of almost missing the like I, I saw you clarify in the comments like well let me simplify the question here do we give the raise or not <laughs> right um yeah because uh, uh, would you would you be willing to work the same and get paid more but everybody else also gets paid the same as you and for me like obviously yes obviously yes like <laughs> it's such an obvious answer for me yeah hold that bow i'm gonna feel bad for what because then everybody else is getting paid as much as me and they're not working I'm as take, hard. i'll take it for the team i'm getting paid more like and i'm doing the same thing for more money and everybody else gets more money too yeah because most people got caught up on the like well yeah the obvious answer is yeah give everybody the raise and we all deserve to be getting paid more money even if those people are slackers and don't have as much to do sure Let's help everybody out. And I still get paid more too. This is great. Right. And then, I don't know. I don't know. This is probably, there's still the, there's still the ability to, after the bump happens, to negotiate your pay up too. For right. Yeah. That could happen later. But for now, yeah. Say, say. For now, yeah. I'll take the pay bump and sure, give everybody else more money too. I don't care. Like, yeah. But most people are commenting that. Um, it's like, hell no. That, it's like i'd be pissed too it's like well did you forget that you got a raise or right like what like you were happy you're making less because i don't know it feels it almost feels like this is i don't think the timing was the same but with the uh student debt relief that was going down uh with, with i wonder Biden, if it was about that yeah uh, it was around there. the whole idea was they were gonna forgive mm-hmm. what ten thousand yeah. dollars 20,000 for some mm. for people that had student debt and then every all the people that had paid off their debt already were like wait a second what gives i pay i i i wait but uh, i wouldn't have paid if i knew that you were going to forgive these people should not be able to be forgiven because i paid my money and they should have to too mm-hmm. when it's like uh or I, I get the feeling it's like you feel like like if i didn't pay it off it would have been paid off for me i got i got i got gypped 10 grand or something but like it's at the same time you gotta like man <laughs> come on like man. we're never gonna like it, this it, it feels along the same lines as like adults that grew up rough having kids saying like now I'm going to make my kids grow up rough because th- that's how rough I had it. And it's like, but you understand it was wrong. Like it was bad. Right. So like, we should try to make things better in the future. We should try to, it's like, like I was beat as a kid. So I'm going to beat my kid. I knew you are going with that. Yeah. <laughs> classic. The classic. That's how I was raised. Look how I turned out. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm healthy. That's <laughs> what they say. They probably don't say that, but, um, <laughs> okay, yeah. It feels along those same lines. No, it is along those same lines. Because, you know, how could they, yeah, you want certain lessons to be learned. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, like, I, I enjoy, I enjoy these posts. These are nice. And you get lots of engagement on them too. I wonder if I would get engagement if I posted something like this. <laughs> it's weird, like uh, 
whenever I like my 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 Facebook posts are pretty hit and miss. Um, like sometimes I'll get like three likes on something, and then I'll then I'll do another thing, and it gets a bunch of likes and a couple shares and a bunch of comments, a bunch of interaction. But I don't know. I don't know. That's if... social media. Yeah. Okay. Next. We're going to jump into a doozy here. Doozy. It's not really too much of a doozy. Your post says, I'm curious about how everyone thinks. Use reactions to vote. And I wonder if you, this feels like something you probably got from someone else, but maybe you made this up yourself. Who knows? So if if people that are familiar with Facebook, you can react to posts different ways. You mm-hmm. have the heart, you have the laugh, sad, wow, and angry. And you also have a like and all that kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. utilize five of them. Mm-hmm. So you have a little little kind of scale here. With the love reaction, this is how you vote. So the vote would go to, I know and I believe a God exists. Your ha-ha reaction is, I don't know, but I believe a God exists. The sad reaction, I don't know and I don't believe either way. The wow, I don't know but I believe God does not exist. And then the angry face, I know, and I believe a God doesn't exist. Wait, is that right? Oh, okay. Uh, then you is that go- the most recent one? Yeah, I think I changed it because I was I was doing it I was doing it like once a year to gauge my oh. people that were. Yeah, this is the most recent. Yeah, I I recently yeah that was the the change. Um, or did you, did you have more to say? I was going to, let's see. Okay. Yeah. You kind of say I've done this before, but I changed up the wording a little bit instead of an, I absolutely certain of X. You just put, I know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Since I'm not convinced absolute certainty can be achieved. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Great. Uh, cool. So you had, uh, 83 people, Paul. Technically, one of them put a like, <laughs> which was not an option, but it helps us get a couple of thumbs. <laughs> All right. So for those at home listening, kind of rank, you know, rank what you expect people to say. Again, you have 80 votes. There's a scale of knowing, not knowing, and then God existing and believing God doesn't exist. So that's what we're talking about here. Another thing to take into account, uh, I was in Oklahoma before here, so a, a good majority of my Facebook friends are from Oklahoma. Great. That's a good thing to keep in mind. All right. Let's start with number five was the last one, the angry. You got seven. I know and I believe God doesn't exist. Then you have the strong s- atheist. Then you have... <laughs> Then you have the sad in second, I'm sorry, fourth place, eight reactions. That's, I don't know, and I don't believe either way. True agnostic. True agnostic. Next, we have the laughy. I don't know, but I believe God exists. Thirteen people. Is there a descriptor for that? Uh, that was the... That was third place. The haha was third? Yeah, 13 people. Oh, right. Uh... Yeah, normally it was much higher. Um like on the other, on the previous polls. Um so that is um I would say agnostic theist. Or or uh, you you might say weak theist. 
Okay. So weak theism. It's like, I don't know, but I choose to believe in... And you. I know some people took a little offense to your terminology of a god versus mm-hmm. uppercase god. Mm-hmm. Uh, second place was the wow that I don't know and I believe God doesn't exist. Weak atheism. Weak atheism. Versus, versus the strong atheism. That, was, that yeah. knows for sure. Yeah. Somehow. And then <laughs> and then the heart with 32, which is, you know, that's a pretty big percentage. Mm-hmm. And first place that I know and I believe. Strong theist. God exists. So that's the, <clears throat> that makes sense for the population that you're, mm-hmm. you're polling. Um, what's your takeaway? Um, a lot of peeps be believing in God, man. <laughs> That's one takeaway. Yeah. Every, every uh, I think I've done this. I think I've done this five five years in a row now, and it's it's always the most most peeps are the the I know and believe God exists. They also feel like the most likely to respond to a poll like that. Yeah, for sure. Because, um, I mean, I have like I have thousands of Facebook friends. So, 80, a turnout of 80 doesn't quite grasp all of them. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if, 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 if I believe God exists and I know, I'm going to be telling people. Like, that's yeah. That's a part of the, yeah. that's a part of yeah, the, that's, the, the uh, deal. Yeah. Uh, especially, like, if. If if the religion is say Christianity, where it's like sort of built into the the cake that you want to spread it around, and whereas like people that don't believe and uh, they don't have that sort of motivation yeah, to or, go out and tell people about it, or the shrug or the shrug emoji with like ah uh, yeah uh, that's not <laughs> as exciting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like to think a lot of people just saw it and just yeah. Just kept scrolling. Like, this looks messy. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep <laughs> moving. You, I don't know, should I put what you pulled in as? Sure. Your reaction's right here. It's the wow face. Mm-hmm. The wow is I don't know. But I believe God doesn't exist. And that was the uh that was another change. Uh the all the other ones um were um I don't know. And I don't believe, um, which is because um, I, I recently saw a a sort of uh, it's like a pie chart graph sort of. Th- it's not a pie chart, but it's like a what's it called? It's like a, a bar graph, like a Venn diagram or something like multiple multiple circles and a circle and overlapping middle grounds something of people like believe that, in yeah. god and people think it exists and something, i don't know whatever something like that um sure. but uh like like i used to think there's like there's so like agnostic like gnosticism and agnosticism are um descriptors of like whether you claim to know or don't know, like their their knowledge claims. So if you say you're an agnostic, you're essentially saying you don't know. If you're a gnostic, you're saying you know. And then with theism and atheism, those are in regards to belief. So if you're a theist, you believe a god exists. If you're an atheist, you don't believe a god exists. Um, 
So you could mix the two. So you could be a Gnostic theist or an agnostic theist where you, like a Gnostic theist is like, I know and believe. An agnostic theist is, I don't know, but I believe. Same for atheism. Could be, so for, for a good while, I identified as agnostic atheist. So I said, I don't know and I don't believe. And I would, I would often have to clarify, like, because I'm saying I don't believe, that isn't saying I believe there is no God. I'm saying I don't hold the belief that there is a God. Um, and there is a, there is a, a distinction there. Um, yeah, as I stated before, uh, words are important. Right. Because, um, like, a lot of the time I would say, I, I, would, I would tell people, I don't believe a God exists. And they would say, well, why do you believe no gods exist? Like, why do you believe God doesn't exist? And like, I didn't say that. That's not what I, that's not the, that's not the position I'm, I'm taking. That's not the position I hold. Um, because like the, like, um, a dichotomy is when you have, uh, a, um, a position and it's counter position. So like a true dichotomy, um, like for, like for the microphone I'm holding, it's like you are, you are either holding a microphone or you are not holding a microphone. Um, the dichotomy isn't you are holding a microphone or you are holding a not microphone. It's, it's like, a, it's a weird way of putting it, but it's like, um, like with, with God belief, it is like the dichotomy, the, there's two separate dichotomies there. There's, you either believe, uh, God exists or you don't believe that God exists. And then a separate claim would be you either believe that God doesn't exist or you don't believe that God doesn't exist. Like those would be the two separate things. So like when I would say I'm on one side of the coin over here, they would say I'm on one side of the coin over here, which doesn't apply. Cause I would have also said, I don't believe that God doesn't exist. Like I would have, I would have stayed in that agnostic position in regards to that claim as well. Um, but it's a lot of double negatives that throws the brain off for sure. Yeah. I don't believe does not exist. I don't believe. Like 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 if if you were asked, do you believe that God exists and you say no, you could also be asked the question, do you believe that God doesn't exist? And you could say no to that as well. And that would be agnostic. Yeah. Um that's how I was before. Recently, uh before at least before that um that poll um i've come into a uh, a bit of a stronger atheist position that doesn't quite fit that mold of how i viewed it before because uh i'm still in the like i would still be in that agnostic camp of i don't know if a god exists um but now i actively believe that god doesn't exist um, so that doesn't, that doesn't fit the, um, yeah, the, that mold I had before. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want to dig you, into that. Well, I, I guess I'm curious to, because I, I, we've had a little bit of the conversation before, um, but it would be good for the listeners to, I guess, you do a lot of thinking in this realm and you do a lot of investigating and and uh of course you've like you've ran this poll for many years and you're curious about 
the the changes and the people around you maybe to see if you know all that kind of stuff so what what um before we jump to another random topic thoughts on uh i guess clarifications on what interests you the most about pursuit of like the pole or no just the thought of religion and the existence of god in the um, first place i don't know i just uh i've because I know you've been through your share of, you've experienced many different religious, uh, you've, you've, you've had the chance to witness, like you've different churches and yeah, you, came, you um, came up in a certain one. I mean, it was all, it was all Christianity, but it was like different, uh, denominations and such. Yeah. Um, cause I, I remember growing up Lutheran, um, and like, cause it was Minnesota, um, lots of lutherans up there just like there's many baptists in the in the south um yeah lutheran church it's it's kind of like uh i compare it to to i mean it's it's not like it's i don't know it's it's kind of like holy and you're not you're not going to be doing like a gospel worship sort of thing like you would in a baptist church or, uh, or even like Pentecostals, even like a Pentecostal would be like very, very different from Lutheran. Uh, but I, I remember I went to a Pentecostal church for a while. I went to Baptist churches for a while. Um, uh, I don't know what they're called, but like Church of Christ, I went there for a bit. Um, went to a couple like non-denominational churches for a while. Yeah, I... I like like I, the most religious I was was going to the Baptist church. Um, like I, I went to a, in high school I went to like a like a Bible camp, Baptist camp thing, um, in Oklahoma, and I got saved and uh, yeah I became pretty pretty serious Christian at the time uh as serious as you can as a high schooler anyways you can't can't there's there's limits to the depths of what you can comprehend as a high schooler but um yeah I, I pretty I, f- I very firmly believed it and I was reading the bible and praying every day and all that all that good stuff um I don't know it's just it's just uh it's questions of of how we got here and I think those are, I think those, I ponder those. I think they're good questions to ponder. Big questions. And I know that another, another aspect of it too is how, how we filter our beliefs into our actions and mm-hmm. that, that whole, that yeah. whole deal. Yeah. Our beliefs, uh, yeah, our, our actions are, I'd say dictated by our beliefs. So I want, I want like, a, um, yeah, I want to believe true stuff. So I want my actions to reflect that. I want I want I want to do the right stuff. And if you believe in the wrong stuff, it's hard to do the right stuff. Yeah, like building your principal foundations. It's yeah, you, yeah. You... And and likewise, I want I want everyone around me to sort of believe the right stuff too. So I think I think the best ways of going about that are are through discussion and through understanding of logic and such well i guess i guess maybe i mean let me pull i don't know not not to push back but the you you use the specific 
verbiage of right stuff as if there's of this there's a wrong stuff so well it's if um like there there are um yeah the the specific vagueness of right stuff uh <laughs> um if you're basing your actions on beliefs for which you have poor reasoning to hold in the first place, I feel like you're not, um, I feel like you're not being true to yourself. I feel like you're not, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like you're cheating yourself out a bit. Yeah. I guess, I guess my, my benefit of the doubtness is that I hope that people could be in the heart reaction category, be have some awareness to why they're there and right yeah and then still be able to yeah like i don't like, i don't care if you like like it like the goal has never been i want nobody to be religious i want nobody to believe in god it's I, if you're gonna believe in god like give me a reason why like like you should be able to talk about your beliefs like whatever they are like i don't like I like talking to theists. I like talking to people that believe in God. I love asking questions. I love it when they ask me questions. I, lo- I love the I love the honest and open discussion. I hate when I hate so often that it that it gets devolved into this this uh, bickering name calling nonsense. Um, uh, tribalism, yeah. Yeah, back to the tribalism. Yeah, yeah. I hate that it so often goes to that because like. Ask me a question about it. I'll I'll talk to you about it. Yeah, I love you, talking about there it. Is is that national? Like you have the national ask an atheist a question day. <laughs> she posted well, about something. Yeah, uh, like an ask me anything. Ask an atheist. Yeah, there's like question. an ask ask an atheist day once a year or something. Yeah, that's a real thing. I try uh, to catch uh, it. I'm like a, I'm like a, it's like Bo making this up. <laughs> no, <laughs> he just wants us to ask him questions. Okay, well let's pivot out of that. And move to something a little bit. I didn't, you know, I was just scrolling through, doing my little last last minute uh, research on you. Sure. And this was a post I hadn't seen you do, and I was curious because I didn't. I, you shared like a little. I was sure if it was like a documentary or something, but I'd be curious if you can just like give me spoil the the show. Um, it was the show was kind of going over the Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> and why ships really go missing. And oh, the Johnny Harris video? I don't know. Yeah. You said I had a good information. Is it really about Bermuda Triangle and why ships um, go missing, or is it about something else? Ultimately, ultimately, it's about yeah. something else. But it it covers it covers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of playing into the yeah, you punk. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I really want to know <laughs> where are these ships going. Why didn't you watch it? <laughs> why didn't have time? But I was you have time. But <laughs> <laughs> but I was it piqued my curiosity. It's a great video, though. But you're not going to spoil it? No. Oh, shucks. So look up the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. What they, what they don't want you to know. And what's the video? I don't even know what the video title is. Apologies, people. Good luck finding it. Um, Look up Johnny Harris, Bermuda Triangle. You'll find okay, it. Okay, great. Um, you have a quote from... January 16th, 2022. It's almost a year ago now. Oh my gosh. The quote says, 
If you can't say anything, don't say anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> and that one got a bunch, a bunch of laugh reactions on it. Yeah. And I just want to make sure I'm interpreting this correctly. Yeah. Because it's a little bit different than the, the old quote. The classic quote is, if you don't have anything nice to say... If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. This one says, if you can't say anything, then don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so what's um, the, what, what is this? I thought, it, I mean, like the, you know, I, I thought it sounded funny, but it, uh, well, it's funny. Yeah. Um, it worked. You, uh, I could, I could say like, A lot of people are saying nothing in my eyes. Like a lot a lot of people are, are I call it fluff. People are people are saying things without any substance. Yeah. A lot of things without any substance. There's just people just talking. And what's the context of these people talking? You could find it in any context, I think. Uh so just general life living, like yeah, walking just, around the street and you just hear words but it's not it's nothing. A, a lot of it is. Yeah, I feel I don't know. I could be wrong, but so are you stating that the preference here is that let's talk less? Because <laughs> we we rarely have something of value or of substance to say. I guess. So just I guess so. Like let's uh, not fill the air with surface level. Yeah. Blah 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 yeah, blah. I'm not. A, I'm not. Hey, a... hello. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, it's been going good. How's the weather? Oh yeah, it's raining today. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too big on small talk. Hot take. <laughs> Demolish small talk. I don't know. Get right to the good stuff. I don't know. I could be. Per- I could be persuaded though. I could be persuaded that I hear there's some I, value. I, I, don't I, know. Hear, I hear small talk is lovely in the right. Like if you you want to get to the level in life where the small talk is accurate. I don't know. <laughs> I've heard people talk about. It's like, yes, I had, you know, like they start a family, they move into a neighborhood and they walk their dog and the interaction that they have on the street with their neighbor is just the plain, oh yeah, the game yesterday, or hey, yeah, this so-and-so's moving in this place. Did you see the renovated house down the street? And it's kind of like that nothing stuff, yeah. but like it's, there's something fulfilling about those small interactions that kind of mean nothing. Maybe for me, it's just because I don't share a lot of interests with most peeps. So you don't want to hear about the renovation down the street. <laughs> Who does? <laughs> so unless you're like directly involved with the innovation, like or the renovation. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I clarified with this person. I'm like, wait. So I'm just. I just want to clarify. You enjoy these interactions. <laughs> this is what I asked, and he was like, Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. I, I was like, oh, okay. I wasn't quite sure if that's what you're trying to say because that doesn't sound like the best time to me either. But it sounds like that being enjoyable sounds like a nice life because that's, again, most of what goes around. I, I don't know. I feel like the people that enjoy small talk don't enjoy the the these bigger ideas. That's probably a good uh, if you're looking at a Venn diagram. Yeah, you're probably. I'd like, I'd like to see. I'd like to see the numbers on that. People who enjoy small talk, people who enjoy big talk, and then the <laughs> the middle ground here is probably a, uh, if who knows if yeah. they even connect. I don't. I wonder. 
Let's see if let's look up see if Stanford's done any studies on that. All right. Um, I I guess this may I have a couple of small topics left. Let me jump to like, this is a big one. I just I don't know what to say. I don't know. Um, I know that you're a fan of exercising your brain. You jump into you you jump into. How do you describe this on yourself? I have a, a nice quote here, somewhere. Let me look for it. Yeah, like exercise in the brain. Get some weights okay. going. Okay, you describe it as diving into subjects beyond your comprehension. Is how you've described it before. Oh yeah. So that's the challenge. In the context here, I think this was like an Instagram post. You're posting some new books you're reading. One, I'll list off the name of the the titles here. I didn't put the the authors, but it, there's Being and Nothingness, which I know you're still working through. By Jean Paul Sartre. The Second Sex. Sartre. Uh, it, by Simone de Beauvoir. And The Myth of Sisyphus. Albert Camus. Great. Thank you. And um, I don't know how to... I don't know if there's like a, a genre that those get put in. Um, but you're a fan of diving into these kinds of things. Um, just broadly philosophy, I guess. Um, cause a uh, myth of Sisyphus is like a philosophical essay on existentialism and absurdism more specifically. Um, the second sex is, uh, <laughs> a very large book on, uh, um, the Second Sex is basically women um, by Simone de Beauvoir, who is one of the pioneers of feminism. Um, you, uh, for, I saw in one video it was like characterized like second wave feminism like back in the day. Um, I think she wrote it in the 40s, 50s, 60s, somewhere, maybe 70s. And that one, if you finish that one by now, you've read yeah. The Second Sex. I read, I read that one a while ago. You've read um, The Myth of Sisyphus, which you recommended to me, and I've read right. as well. Uh, that's the most digestible of them. Um, and it was hard. <laughs> uh, digestible in terms of size. It was much, much a much smaller book than uh, The Second Sex and Being a Nothingness. Um. Sorry, was there a question there? Uh, the question <laughs> is, uh, can you, I guess it's kind of general on, like we, we talked about religion in that sense with the, the, the awareness factor and kind of getting a better sense of our principle building and the way we see the world and think through things. Is this along the same vein of ex exploring different ideas and this helping um, give bigger context to yeah. things that again are a little bit like you described earlier things that previously you know like they're beyond your comprehension so the, yeah. the the goal here is to gain a little bit more insight into things currently yeah. unknown um, yeah because uh, like at like the first time you read the second sex, you're not going to grasp at all. First time you read Myth of Sisyphus, you're not going to grasp at all. Like it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's like exploring a new sort of dimension of thinking. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's a, 
Yeah, because Myth of Sisyphus, I almost forget what that one is. That, that's like consciousness and stuff, right? Mm. Uh, that's the one that it's it's about like, because he, he explores the idea of like, why don't we why don't we end it all? Oh, right, right, right. So it's very, it's a heavy logic read for sure. And it's, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, those sentences go on for so long. I'm like, wait a second. Where did this start? Yeah. Uh, all three authors there are French. Um, so their writings were in French and these are the translations. And yeah. All of them share long sentences. <laughs> oh my word. Yeah. At least the translations do. I do want to semi-pop quiz you. I'm just looking at your Instagram post here. You showcase a large page of uh, notes. And then, like, for instance, chapter one, immediate structures of the four itself. Mm. And you kind of, you're taking notes throughout, which I think for something that, that large, that sounds probably useful to be like, all right, how do I, is it like a learning style that you've developed or? Um, yeah. Cause, uh, that, that's a note for being in nothingness, um, which is quite beyond my comprehension. Um, so I, I will read a chapter. Um, I will, uh, there's, there's a couple YouTube channels that really dig into, what the hell he's talking about um so i uh i write notes so like what i what i think about it what what i think he's trying to say what i think he's saying what i think he's getting at um i'll write down what what other people think he's getting at um because i mean there's people that study study this and that's like all they that's their life's work is studying what a person does um so i I'm gonna assume they know a bit more than I do. Yes, yeah, so you'll kind of cross-reference your notes. With, mm. So you'll read it first without having. Mm. So then I, yeah, then I. Um, Little test. Yeah. Okay, but, I'll, I'll let me read off. I want to just read off the last section just so people get an idea. I don't know if can I read uh, some of your notes. Sure. Uh, so this is. In regards to the uh, chap, the chapters described immediate immediate structure, pff, immediate structures of the four itself. Mm. Um, the last paragraph here. What's the name of the author? Sater Sartre. Sartre. Sartre describes this whole thing not as a unity which contains a duality but a duality which is unity, a reflection which is its own reflecting. <laughs> and I'm like, huh, whoa, okay. Yeah. That's that's kind of almost reminds me of like electrons, like it's hard to comprehend. Yeah. It's like, wait, it's, it's, uh, it's a, refle- it's a, but where is it? Yeah. Um. All right. Um. Were you gonna just? Were you gonna? I'll I'll, okay. I'll explain a little bit of it. I'll, sure. Or I'll try to here. Um. Okay. So immediate structures. Yeah. Let me see. <laughs> that was the very bottom. Yeah. This is it. okay. For for reference, this is this is a uh, part two of the of the book being in nothingness, chapter one. Um. Immediate structures of the four itself. Um. 
You can just break down every little thing. Um, so he, he kind of builds, uh, Sartre kind of builds this, um, he builds everything upon like what happened before it. So jumping in here to, to part two, chapter one, um, So he he, he kind of separates everything into being um, being in itself and being for itself. So oh <laughs> um, yes, yes, yes. Being okay. Being is sort of uh, just existence. Uh, things that be things that are being um being in itself is um this it's easier to use examples this microphone is being in itself this couch is being in itself uh am i being in itself no okay it's kind of uh not no no um <laughs> okay i'm just <laughs> Okay, yes, um, the couch and the microphone are thing, in itself. Everything that isn't pretty much consciousness is being in itself. So, like, when you ask, like, am I being in itself, the answer is going to be no, because I is a sort of a... Uh, I won't get into... Um, <laughs> I'm wasting all my time on this. <laughs> um Okay, so consciousness is being for itself. Um, I don't know. That's that's the gist. All right, <laughs> being in itself is, no, not, is things that's that good. are not conscious. Jeez Louise, that's intense. That's a lot. Um, okay. Well, plus I know you're also trying to take in consideration that this is like a this is a part two and this is being built upon. Yeah. So like you know, we'd have to start a slideshow right now to go over the fundamentals and then be like, yeah. all right, now we can talk about being in itself. I, well, it took me, it took me about like, cause last year, um, January, I, uh, I had the goal of reading being a nothingness for the whole year. Like I had sort of mapped out like how long it was going to take me based on just like page count and how long it takes me to read a page and how many times I have to reread and time to go over notes and listen to lectures about it and try to because i really i didn't just want to because i could have just plowed through it and not gotten anything out of it um or gotten very little out of it um even even though i seem to have gotten very little out of it now you have something uh, it's hard to regurgitate uh that much work yeah um but yeah it was going to take me a year to get through it i think it's 700 and something pages maybe yeah 700 something pages, four parts. I was going to I was going to finish it by December, but um about halfway through last year, um I got a different job and it kind of threw everything out of whack and I got busy with other stuff and I just kind of stopped reading it for the second half of the year. Uh, life happened, as they say. Yeah. So I'm about halfway through the book currently. I just started picking up my notes again cuz I want to um refamiliarize myself before i continue um but yeah we'll, we'll see where that goes good luck oh thank you <laughs> i'm just gonna throw out 
you have you have you took a photo of some note cards here. So mm-hmm. do you do the thing? You have the paper, and then you do note cards as well. Uh, is this the for like note terms? cards were so in the back of the book. There is a key terminology list, and maybe I don't know two months, a couple months before I started even reading, like because most of the terms I didn't even understand. So I I got like a bunch of flashcards and just like wrote out the terms and the definitions of the terms. And yeah, the terms you have listed here, you have anguish. Anguish. Yes. Nothingness. Mm-hmm. And facticity. Facticity is a fun word. Um, Do you remember the definition? Facticity is uh, your... Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> facticity is kind of your history as as a being for itself um where you come from the things you've done um those are your facticity oh my word yeah the definition on your card here says the the for itself's necessary connection with the in itself yes with the world and its own past it is what allows us to say that the for itself is or exists. The facticity of freedom is the fact that freedom is not able not to be free. Yeah. Um, that's all Sartre's words. <laughs> um, so, another, like, man, he defines things so many times in so many different ways. Uh, being in itself is also everything that is what it is is being in itself and being for itself is what it is not and is not what it is is what he says but your the thing is your your history and your past actions they are what they are so he considers them being in itself i can't (laughs) (laughs) i just can't the thing thing, you can't change your past so it is what it is yeah just like this couch is what it is okay great all right, moving on. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, a fun thing to clarify that, uh, like, um, like Sartre's sort of uh, existent. Ex- he's like sort of the founder of existentialism, or like he made not the founder, but like he uh, he sort of popularized pioneer, the, a pioneer of some kind. Sort of, yeah. He um, he said like four existentialists. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, existence precedes essence. Um, and this is sort of a counter to, um, I think it was Plato who first said it, ancient Greek dude, philosopher dude, <laughs> um, ancient Greek who said uh, essence precedes existence. Um, and what that means is like how Plato used it. Um, he he had this like like there's the um like the essence of something is the necessary thing about something that makes it what it is um like like like, and, a, like a shovel yeah like a like a shovel is used to dig stuff if you have a shovel that doesn't dig stuff like that can't dig stuff it's hardly a shovel then it's uh the yeah one of the yeah that that would be the essence of it um and 
Sartre says, uh, so before, like for, uh, for Plato, um, because he said essence precedes existence. There is that thing that makes up something that has to exist before the thing exists. Um, like if you're creating a shovel, um, the purpose of the shovel has to be there before the shovel is actually there. Um, and I think Sartre would agree with that. When, when Sartre says existence precedes essence, he's saying that for a, for itself, for, people um for consciousness um existence precedes essence so you must exist before what makes you you is on the table um it's it's because he says um what is it um there there is no prescribed Thing for you you are you are necessarily free as a person like in not like uh, you're, you're limited by your environment and all that but it's like um there was no essence of eddie before before eddie came to be there was no um like some people can have like like your parents could have like an idea of who they want you to be, but ultimately, um, this is this is y you have to. Am I making sense? It's a uh... <laughs> no, you're, yeah, I was, um, I was tracking uh, best I can. And the answer is yes. You're making yeah. sense. You um, have you have to you have to be before what makes you you bees. You have to be before what makes you you bees. Yeah. The need to dig the hole needs to exist before the shovel exists. That's not the same thing. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next. All right. Next. <laughs> All right. I want to jump to something easy here. There were rumors circulating that you were considering uh, that you've thought about starting a podcast. Yeah, is that still is it accurate or? Uh, it's it's uh, it's one of those. It's another one of those half baked ideas. Um, What's the half baked idea? I like to talk about certain topics, and some people seem to show interest in those topics. Um, I don't know. Okay. I've, I haven't put a whole lot of thought into Great. it. Great. What are the topics? Can you spoil that, or uh, you want to hold that close? Sure. I mean, it's like religion and philosophy okay, sort of great. stuff yeah. stuff that we've just been yeah. going over yeah no i know to it's dive a, deep into that sort of stuff yeah it's definitely a, a passion of yours so i could see that all right well oh i have uh okay i have some stuff i prepared for this um let's see what bo's got for me all right i've heard you say a few times that when you watch movies uh and something cool maybe is effect maybe effects wise happen happens you wonder how they filmed it um do you think non analytical non filmmaker normies enjoy movies more than you um that they're sort of engo uh, engulfed in the story so much that they forget about everything else also are there uh uh, when watching movies or in everyday life, like I've seen you 
like um you'll see like a scenario or something and like you kind of do like the like you see it as like how how it would look on film and like you do the frame it up yeah like you frame like you frame up sort of sometimes everyday situations like this would this would look cool mm-hmm. um uh along these lines uh are there ever moments um where you become so engulfed in a story that you don't think about how one might create or recreate such a thing um or maybe and, and then my thoughts for you maybe maybe you you see it like people become so engulfed in their passions and things that entertain them. Okay, so that was multiple questions. Yeah. Um, uh, question yeah. number one. Yeah, I do think normies at times have potential for enjoying. I know, like when I go visit my parents back back up in like Reno or whatever, or watching, mm-hmm. my dad will be like, "Hey, I want to show you something." And then I'll be like, oh, like that's a lot of coverage I got on that. <laughs> and he's like, can you just watch the thing? And I'm like, I am watching it. <laughs> but he's like, no, it, like, the, it's like I showed it because it's funny, not because I want you to analyze how they shot yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. So I'm, I'm definitely. It, mm-hmm. So I feel like, yeah, Normie, a.k.a. like my father, he's enjoying it more than I am because he's not. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to, whatever. Yeah. So potentially, yes, there are movies that I think are enhanced mm-hmm. with knowing how things are made. I guess the combo there is normally things are. Yeah, that's a, that's 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 the right. I, don't, I guess maybe I've never. If something is so good that I'm watching it, and I'm not having those thoughts, and I get sucked back into. We'll call it air quotes into, normie, into normie, normie, normie status. <laughs> then that's how I know it's good. It's like, oh, I'm not even zero percent mm. worried about the production of mm. this. I'm just, I've I've been swept away, and I, and I am technical like that. Like that's mm. how I know if it's good. Um, what did I miss? Um, you're talking about framing up shots, but was there a question on that? Um. No, that was, I think you covered it. Great. Um, yeah, so I try my best to... Cause sometimes I have to go to the movie multiple times. Like, I went to go watch Avatar, and I'm just thinking about the... Spe- you know, I was like, oh my gosh, James Cameron worked on this for 13 years. Mm-hmm. The script was worked on for, like, five of those years or something crazy. And the technology was worked for this much, and they captured the people, like, four mm-hmm. years ago, and... The effects. Oh my gosh, this is a groundbreaking effects. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, that's an interesting narrative choice to make. Like if you have all the time in the world to write something, this is what he's choosing to write. Okay, this is mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And then I'm watching it and I'm just like having technical thoughts the whole time. And I'm like, I just need to go back. And now that I know what's coming, I can enjoy it more. It's kind of like on the first run that interrupts a lot. Mm-hmm. I try though. I try. Alrighty. Um, what do you think a society would look like if everyone was blind? There's a show. Is there? That's a TV show. You're with, kidding me. With uh, Momoa. You're kidding me. Jason Momoa. It's called C. <laughs> All right. I've That's, not. Uh... So I, I've never seen the show. But the premise of the show is actually the whole society or the village. They're all blind. But mm. there's a kid. There's a baby born that can see. Oh, okay. And they're like, 
this we can't let this be like this per, the, now this person that's growing up in this society has an advantage okay but i don't know what it would look like <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be uh different <laughs> um you know the old uh if a tree falls in the woods and no one was around to hear it does it make the sound question mm-hmm. uh do you have thoughts on that the way that I've always interpreted it is that the the physical wavelengths are still passing through the air, whether mm. we're there to capture them or not. Mm. Is my is my is how I've is how I've digested it. But yeah, I, I I have read some people have interpreted it a little bit more interestingly than that. Like they're like, I know I read somebody's blog once and and. They were talking about how, oh, it's just like a metaphor for men getting away for getting away with something. It's like if you know, if uh oh. if you hmm. it's like Yeah, if you do something and don't get caught. Did it happen? Yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. It's yeah. like, oh, that's darker. Uh a different way to think about it is um the old uh like um like you could you could say like There's there's so much more to reality than what um, we perceive as humans. Um, like when we see this pillow, uh, we're your examples. <laughs> yeah, when we, when we see the pillow, our uh, when we see it, like the the light is has to reflect off of it, and it goes into our eyes, and our brain sort of processes all this information intake, and we feel it, and we see it, and that's how our brain is making sense of reality. There's so much more that we're not seeing, like, like, uh, like all the different ways that light can be, um, infrared and ultraviolet and so on. Yeah. We have our specific tools that we've been given that right, pick right, up right. certain, certain things. So there's, um, so there's the idea that if there is no one to perceive a thing, um, there's no way to say that it that it did exist. Um, You're talking about like Schrodinger's cat. Is that what we're talking uh, here? Talking about it, but that's sort of it's kind of a similar thing. Is it, until it's observed. Well, that's that's more about like the the sort of uncertainty of a of a thing. I think it's kind of a similar thing. Is like it doesn't exist until it's been observed. Sort of. Um, okay, but yeah, continue, continue. Yeah, um, where my mind went. Right. Um, if uh, so, we're we're gonna we're gonna be thinking for other people, um, that think differently. Um, okay. If someone thought that it didn't make a sound, the tree falling and nobody there, um, would do you think? Uh, wait. Um, what did I write? Do you, um yeah if there if uh, if uh, if there was like a if everybody was deaf like if humans evolved without the ability to take in sound vibration as our brain does now um do you think um i don't know it's kind of lame do you think they'd have a different uh <laughs> a different uh word or or a study for the for the feeling of vibration 
because because you gotta like if because you still feel the vibrations of sound um i wonder i wonder uh you you they would interpret it differently is more of what you're saying yeah but then you you undercut it with saying this is lame (laughs) yeah it's bad um right i'll just move on uh when a story isn't realistic uh wait no that was half-baked i never i never do you think it's good or bad to keep secrets Do I think it's good or bad to yeah. keep secrets? Do you think like it's it's bad for a society? Do you think it's bad for the the individual? Do you think it has benefits? I I know. Let's say for talk. I'm a fan of. Um, I don't know if this is like secrets, but I, my brain goes to production as it as it commonly does, and I'm thinking about transparency with like your team and your crew, mm-hmm. and it's not really like a secret. But it's like, oh, right, we have this much money, and we don't want anybody to know, so we have to like, like I, you know, you get offered a certain rate, mm-hmm. and then that's kind of like the secret is like we can actually give you this much money, but we're offering you this much money. That feels like a secret. Mm-hmm. I pretty much prefer the transparency of like, this is what we're trying to balance, and this is what we can offer. Mm-hmm the secret yeah i much prefer the transparency aspect and there's also the things when decisions are being made around you on set and it's not being communicated as to why or what why you're doing something or or uh i don't have a good example for that Mm -hmm. but i'm always a fan of like okay everybody this is what's going on i'm not going to try to pretend like i know what's happening because it's just this just flew up on us and like instead of just being instead of wrangling people around with like all right hey go do like whatever just do this and listen to me and do the thing because i say so like i hate that and it feels like the secret is is i messed up on my on my job Mm. and and so and so bailed because i was mad at them and now we have to redo it so instead Mm. of putting it on you and i'm keeping the secret i much prefer transparency and honesty okay i think it can be good um white lies are good too so that's secrets. <laughs> you think white lies are good? Can, it can be. It can okay. be good. Because I know. Um, Did you? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Well, Sam Sam Harris. The uh, I read one of his books thanks to you. Yeah. Um, he has said he's like a he's a neuroscientist philosopher dude. Uh, for the listeners out there, um, he has said I think yeah he said like um, all lies are bad basically like everybody should strive to tell the truth always basically um yeah interesting i don't know have you i forget have you seen the movie the farewell directed by lulu wong nope. starring aquafina hmm. the movie opens up it's over black and the, the font comes up and it says this movie was based on a true lie and i was like oh, that's kind of cool <laughs> but the story being the farewell the story being aquafina's character she is chinese american and her mother is like first generation america uh, you know they aquafina what her grandmother is in china mm-hmm. and they get news in america that her grandmother is sick and has cancer and the dilemma is in their culture the mom is telling Wakafina, like, 
the family is not telling her. She doesn't know that she has cancer. Mm-hmm. Us as a family, we carry the burden of knowing she has cancer so she can live out the rest of her life with that peace. Mm. So they're purposefully keeping the secret mm. from the grandmother. So that way to lessen that burden. Cause the, the, the thing in the trailer too, it's kind of like a comedic line, but it's, it's followed up with some nice traumatic moment. But the, the mother is telling the daughter, I think is like when, when in the, like in China, we say, I don't know when you, when you find out when someone, when someone gets, when someone finds out the, when someone gets cancer, when someone learns that they're they have cancer, they die or something. I don't know. It's hmm. well, yeah. I imagine they stop living life as they as they did. Yeah, like you. There's this internal. You know, the brain is very powerful, mm-hmm. and once you kind of accept your fate, mm-hmm. you kind of almost summon it upon yourself. So the theory being, the secret is saving her life in a way. Mm. And the cool thing about the movie, not to I mean I'll spoil it, is the grandmother doesn't end up dying. And it's like, oh, did we actually save her life by not burdening her? Mm. And did we did we pull this off of her? So that's a scenario in which yeah. this different culture, Aquafina was like struggling the whole time she wanted to tell her grandmother. It was like, you mm-hmm. need to know, like, how can, you're not really receiving my love properly because you don't mm. know what's coming, all that kind of, those right, dilemmas. Right, right. It was a good, I, I really that enjoyed it. Good. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Warmed my heart. Heart warmers. Uh, are there things I do that irk you? That irk me or yeah. that are cute? Ir- <laughs> irk you. <laughs> um, irk? Little bow pet peeves. Bow pet peeves. I don't... Um, I don't think I've... Nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. Do you, do you have theories Sweet. on a pet peeve? I know... I wouldn't say this is a pet peeve, but I, I regarding director Bo, I know I was kind of asking you about your, your process on the next one up or, and you were, I was asking about shot selection and what your plan was, but like we were talking about, you want to walk through the, of the location mm-hmm. and figuring out the shots. And you mentioned that your storyboards are pretty good and you didn't, you didn't imagine them changing at all. Mm-hmm. And my thing was like, I would like to see Bo try to change out of his <laughs> storyboards because the first two, you locked in very specifically to your mm-hmm. boards, and I guess I was curious too on if, when you got to the edit, that solidified that, that you really loved the storyboarding process and mm-hmm. you, you got everything you wanted and there's nothing extra you wanted or, you didn't wish you adjusted anything or mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So I was I was thinking like the flexi- hard headedness. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> so that's that's a thing. It's like, oh, it would be nice to see what would happen if he gave himself the permission to mm-hmm. veer off the storyboard and and kind of be more open with whatever process was being laid out in front of him. Mm-hmm. And because that work is important to do, like knowing what the initial vision is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, or sometimes it'd be like, hey, do you want this additional shot that we can snag and. Like, no, the boards are good. And let's just stick with the boards. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'll try it. I'll try it. Um, and also you do this thing where I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, oh, you're lovely, Bo. You're lovely, a lovely person. Lovely you're, to be your friend. You're lovely. This has been this has been lovely. Um, I have a bunch more here. I don't know if you wanna. No, no, pick like two more. Pick two more. Oh boy. Well, one more. Uh, one. Oh no. Um. We'll have to do a part two in a couple of years. Yeah, we will. <laughs> I'll just um. Should it be a short one? I don't care. We're here. Um. And I'll just I'll save them for next time. We can we can do another one. Okay, great. Whatever. All right. Oh my gosh. <sighs> All right. So as you know, I like to ask for people that want to keep up with everything, Bo. Like you've got some projects cooking. You're I know you're planning on continuing the journey of uh, of filmmaking and directing, and maybe you know popping up here and there as an actor if 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 the opportunity so arises. Um, where can people follow along? Follow along on on Facebook. I'm I'm, I'm most active on Facebook. Um, you can give me a follow on Instagram at the Bowie Home. It's T H uh, E B E A U Y H O M E. Um, I pulled it up because I always forget my name on there. Um, Your handle, the Bowie yeah. Home. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, if you want to take part in his polls, yeah, make sure you wanna you wanna answer my topic questions and such on Facebook. That's cool. Yeah. If not, that's that's cool too. Your loss. That's cool too. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the show. Make sure you give the podcast a like if you enjoyed. I don't know what else there is to do with podcasts. You follow, leave a comment if possible. If you if you're on the YouTube's. Do all that stuff. And uh, I guess, the, you know, that's, that's yeah, thanks again for being a part. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.